0: Kia ora, good morning. Welcome to church, everybody. Whatever campus you're joining us in from, it's so good to be able to bring the Word to you today. I know we're doing things a little bit differently uh, with having the video across all our locations. I'm currently away with Pastor Mike and Pastor Vicky. Uh, We are in Sri Lanka currently visiting our partners there and in India, just meeting with them and seeing the work that's going on. But It really is my joy to bring the Word to you today, part three in our series, The Lord is My Shepherd. I want to welcome every campus, those in the beautiful far north in Whangarei, those who are in the shadow of the Sky Tower in Auckland City, those who live where the black sand beaches have the sun set over them in the west, those in the Manurewa campus where the Word nourishes the heart and the Panakeke nourishes the body, uh, into our Papakura campus where Boston and Oakley run the show into our Pukekohe campus where popcorn and ice cream are just part of the game for church. Botany with the best looking lead pastor and of course, our wonderful online family. I wanna say a massive welcome to everybody wherever you're joining us in from. I'm excited to bring part three in our series, The Lord is My Shepherd, exploring Psalm 23 today. Let's read that. Psalm 23, verse one to three. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And here's our bit for today. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. I've titled this message, He Leads Me. This verse says that He leads us in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Sake. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor and glory to his name. You know, I believe one of the the greatest modern inventions is this thing called Google Maps. I live my life by Google Maps. Google Maps gives me direction to pretty much everywhere and everything I need to get to. I did grow up in the era before smartphones, before the internet before uh, you could just look at maps on your phone it'll it'll tell you where to go. I grew up in the era, believe it or not, where you had to have a physical paper map to get anywhere. All the millennials and Gen Zers, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about, but there used to be a time where the internet wasn't a thing and we used to have to navigate by the use of maps. And if you were going to a new area, you had to go to the petrol station or the AA, get yourself the map of that area and then sort of navigate yourself through that. And God help you if you ever unfolded completely the map because there was a 0% chance that you were ever getting that map back into its original form. And, and if you didn't have the, the, the fold out map, you had a book, but the book was interesting because you'd find your way along the, the page on the book and then you get to the edge of the page and you'd think you'd just turn the page and it would carry on. But no, no, no. The next page was 55 pages later in the book and you had to turn it. It was an absolute nightmare. But now praise God for Google Maps. They just, they lead me along the right path, the fastest path, the one with the less congestion. And, I, I, you know, when people ask you, do you know how to get somewhere? I'm just gonna Google it. And uh, I, I was taking my son to an appointment just the other day and the lady on the phone said, do you know where we are? I said, I'll just Google it because I'm trusting that Google is going to lead me along the right path. And Psalm 23, the psalmist writes that the Lord leads me along the right path for His name's sake. The direction, the movement of my life is not led by me. It is led by the Lord. You know, the question is, we're all led by something. The question is, what are you led by? What's leading you in your life today? I've learned there's a whole bunch of stuff that can lead us. Here's some thoughts. I've learned that our appetite can lead us. Our appetite can lead us. We all have a weakness food. For some of you, it's chocolate. For some of you, it's KFC. Maybe it's the Panakeke at Manurewa after the service. God bless you and enjoy that. Or you have a, not just a weakness food, but you have like a, a weakness time frame where in that particular period of time or day, you're just like, you're just gonna eat, man. And I'm a, I'm a pretty disciplined eater. I eat really pretty healthy all the way up until about 7 p.m. And then at 7 p.m., I don't know what happens, but the demons come out in me. And I just start getting ravenous and I'm hungry. I'm I'm looking for everything. Like, I don't know what it is, it's seven o'clock. I'm just like, what do we got? And I'm rummaging through pantries and cupboards. I'm thinking, surely there's an old Easter egg still hiding somewhere behind the flour and and, and the icing sugar. Maybe maybe there's a chocolate Santa that's landed down the back of the fridge. I'm, I'm just looking for chocolate. I'm looking for chips. I'm looking for cheese. I'm looking for livestock. I'll eat anything. 7pm, I don't know what it is. I'm just, all my discipline goes out the window and I'm purely led by my appetite. See, there's this fascinating story in the book of Genesis with two brothers, Jacob and Esau. And Esau has been out in the wilderness and he comes home from being out there and his brother Jacob is making a bowl of, of lentil stew and he's so hungry, he's starving. And he comes in and he says, give me a bowl of that or I'm gonna die. It's quite dramatic. But then he goes on, Jacob says, well, I'll give you one, but you have gotta sell me your birthright. So So Esau, led by his temporary hunger and appetite, makes a permanent decision to sell and forego his birthright for a bowl of lentil stew. Friends, if we allow them, our appetites will lead us to sacrifice kingdom significance and God's blessing for temporary hunger satisfaction. And I wonder how many of us are being led by our hunger because let me tell you, it very rarely will lead you down the right path. Maybe the hunger for success, that hunger for money, that hunger for fame, that hunger for intimacy, that hunger for approval, that hunger for material wealth. I wonder how many of us are being led by our hungers because hunger and appetite very rarely leads you on the right path. I've learned that the expectations of others can also lead us. You know, we can be so consumed with what other people think or what other people might say or what that particular person's opinion might be. And we begin to live our lives asking ourselves the question, what would they think rather than where is God leading me? I've learned that our feelings can lead us. Our feelings can lead us. Man, Bex and I, my wife, we've been married. We just celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary. 18 years ago, she made the best decision of her life. And over those 18 years, there's been numerous occasions where she has asked me to do something around the house. Now, I'll be honest and tell you, I don't always want to do that thing she wants me to do around the house. Why would I want to do dishes? Why would I want to fold laundries? It's not something I'm really that interested in, but I've learned the hard way that just because I feel a certain thing, those feelings should not be the motivator for my action or inaction. See, being led by feelings can get you in a lot of trouble. And I wonder how many of us today are still being led by our feelings, which actually are taking us down the wrong paths and not God's best for our lives. You know, I just don't feel like loving my spouse today. I just don't feel like praying. I just don't feel like going to church. I just don't feel like forgiving that person, friends. I've discovered that feelings very rarely lead us along the right path for our lives. I've learned that popular opinion can lead us. Popular opinion, like they, they say, that opinions are like armpits. Most of us have them, and oh, well, no, not most of us have them. All of us have them, but most of them stink. And man, we got opinions about everything. And there's some like minor things that we get crazy on. We get wild about, like things like pineapple on pizza. I mean, we could have a full church split over pineapple on pizza. It's like some people, it's like the more pineapple, the better, for others, it's like you've just committed the most egregious sin against the Lord by putting that fruit on your pizza. Friends, everyone has an opinion about what is right and what is acceptable. And in our current culture with our media and our news cycle and the culture around us, they're always having a new agenda of what is popular and what is right and what is acceptable. And we can, as Christians and followers of Jesus in the church, we can be under pressure to conform to what they say is right, to what they say is how we should be. In order to try and become palatable to them, we can be led by popular opinion. But I want to tell you, friends, God's ways are not. Not always the most popular. Following Jesus is not going to win you a popularity contest. The way and the right path that God has for you is not always going to be the most popular path. See, friends, popular opinion very rarely leads me down the right path. As psalmist writes this: "The Lord leads me on right paths. The best path for my life is found in the leading of God for me." It's not me asking God to get on my path that I have. It's me getting on the path that God has for me. Wherever that might take me, however that might look, however long, short, daunting, foreign, whatever. I'm not saying, God, you gotta get on my path and lead me here. No, 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 God, I'm just gonna follow your leading onto the path that you have for me because there I know that's the right path for me. And my heart, friends, is that we would be a church who are led by the Lord. My heart is that you as a follower of Jesus in your own life, that you would be led by the Lord because He leads us into right paths for His name's sake. And if we wanna be a people led by the Lord in everything we do, here's three things I believe that we need to do. First one is this. If we're gonna be led by the Lord, we've gotta submit to His Word. We're gonna submit to His Word. Remember, it's His way, not my way. His, his decisions, His actions, his, his desires, not mine. See, the Psalm 119 says this, Your Word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. His Word illuminates the way we are to go. If you're not sure what God wants for you or the the path God has for your life, friends, get the Word in front of you because that will illuminate the way. Hebrews 4.12, for the Word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and Desires. See, God will f- lead you into the life He has for you. He will form the character He wants in you. He will get out of you the stuff that shouldn't be in you as you take the time to allow His Word to lead you. And I see far too many people right now trying to get the Word to align with their life rather than getting their life to align with the Word. Oh, I don't like that part about following Jesus. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna mess with that to make it suit my own preference or my own way I wanna live. and uh, No, 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 friends, we don't, we don't move the Word to fit us. We move ourselves to get in line with the Word. His Word aligns and directs, it corrects, it heals, it's a lamp and it will illuminate the path God has for your life. And friends, the leading of God will never contradict His Word oh man, I feel like God's telling me to rob a bank. Let me have a look. Thou shalt not steal. Probably not the Lord. Just gonna throw it out there. I want us, friends, to be a people of the Word, a church of the Word, who don't just rely on one meal on a Sunday, one sermon on a Sunday where the Word is preached to us. I want us to be a church that is built on and found in the Word. Submit to His Word. If you wanna be led by the Lord, submit to His Word. Secondly, We need to connect with His people. If you wanna be led by the Lord, you have gotta connect with His people. I know I am 100% totally biased, but I believe this is the greatest church on planet Earth. Elam Christian Centre, our eight campuses, is the best, greatest church on planet Earth. And I thank God every day for the people that call Elam home. And I pray for you guys every single day. And I love the church because you guys help me see God better. You guys help me see God's call and plan for my life better. You guys help me see God's way better. See, the Bible says that we all only see in part. But when we bring all our parts together, we get a much clearer picture of God's leading and direction in our lives. Proverbs 11 says this, Where there's no guidance, people fall. But in abundance of counsellors, there is safety. Safety. If you wanna know the right way to go for your life, don't make decisions on your own. Be connected to God's people, people who are wiser, who are are seasoned in the faith, who are full of the Holy Spirit, who can actually help you to determine, is this God's leading for my life? I'm a a guy, so I don't like asking for directions. But again, I've learned the hard way that one of the best things I can do if I'm lost is to stop and ask somebody who knows the way where am I and how do I get to this place? See friends, that's the, the power of the body is that you may not know the way all the time, but if you surround yourself with people who can walk a journey with you, they can help you to see this is the way of the Lord, go and walk in it. It is the beauty of the church family. And that's why we're we constantly encouraging you to get into a small group, get on the dream team. Why? Because we want you to be connected with other people, because there's other people that will help you navigate God's path and God's plan for your life. They're the ones that can go, yeah, that that I, I see that on your life and that. That's the leading of the Lord. But they can also be the people who can notice when you're on the wrong path. It's those people around you who go, Stevie, you're not walking the right way right now. So you've come off the path of God. You need to get back on to the right path that God has for you. Friends, we need each other. To, we need connection so that we can follow the leading of the Lord. And the last thought I have is this. We need to listen to His Spirit. Listen to His Spirit. You know, um, we often talk about listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I remember hearing years ago, some like revival preacher was like, man, you can, you can smell the Holy Spirit. He's throughout the story. You can smell the aroma of the Holy Spirit. I was like, wow, how amazing would that be to smell the Holy Spirit? And I was in a, a pre meeting. It was a staff pre meeting uh, one Tuesday afternoon, I think. And we're sitting there and we're praying around the table. And all of a sudden I could smell this aroma. I was like... Wow, I'm like, I got my eyes closed, and I'm just I smell. I'm like, this this must be the Lord. Like the Lord is here. This is I can smell the Holy, I didn't tell anyone, but I was like, man. And then it just got kind of got stronger. It had this like cinnamony kind of smell, a bit like the anointing oil that we, we use in church. And I was like, that must be it. That must be the Holy Spirit. And I'm having this wonderful moment in this prayer meeting, just going, I can smell the Holy Spirit. And then we got to the end and we said, amen. I said, guys, did anyone smell that? And they are like, what do you mean? I was like, I could smell the Holy Spirit. And then the person sitting next to me said to me, well, I am drinking a cinnamon chai latte. And I thought, come on, man. I thought that was it. All I could smell was not the Holy Spirit. I could smell someone else's cup of cinnamon chai latte. Friends, when it comes to the things of the Spirit, you don't, it's probably not a good idea to keep trusting your nose. You've got to trust the ears of your spirit, to listen and hear. We have this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us in that voice of our inner conscience and He leads us and He nudges us through our daily lives. John 14, 26 says this, but the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that i've said to you john 16:13 when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come the holy spirit will bring to your remembrance He'll remind you of the way you are to go. The things that Jesus called and taught us to do. He leads us into all truth. And there are so many times where I'm so thankful for the gift of the Holy Spirit and His leading in my life. Where, like, just every day I'm praying or going about my day, but God, like the Holy Spirit will highlight someone to me that I need to pray for or bless. He'll... Give me direction on what to pray and how to pray and sermons and ideas and or just go encourage that person or go tell that person I love them. Can I can I also be honest with you? Most often, most days, what the Holy Spirit is doing is stopping me from saying something stupid. It's not always the leading of the Holy Spirit to go, hey, go go tell that person I love them. For me, it's often I start saying something and the Holy Spirit's like, don't. Because it's not gonna glorify God or it's not gonna be honouring or it's, that's not the path, Steve. It's not the right path for you to go and engage in that conversation or add to that moment. Literally the other day, I I, I think I got three words out and I just went, nope, sorry, can't do it. (laughs) I'm not gonna say it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit speaks to the conscience, speaks to my heart and again, Friend, the leading of the Holy Spirit will never contradict the Word of God. He'll never ask you or lead you or speak to you to do something that will be contrary to the Word of God. He's not gonna tell you to go build a submarine to smuggle drugs from one country to the next to sell in order to fund the kingdom. That's a crazy idea, but I wanna tell you, someone once shared that idea with me in church and I had to say to him, brother, I don't think that's the Lord speaking. The best path for your life and for my life is the, is the path that is led by the Lord because He leads us into right paths, the right way, the best way to go. He leads us into right paths for His name's sake, for His, not my kingdom, not my glory, but for His glory. And His path may look different to what I expect. It may not be the way I thought I would go. It's not the broad way where everyone else is going. It is a narrow way, but it is the right way the right way for His kingdom, His glory, not ours. So if God is leading you today, if you're saying, yes, Steve, I'm led by God in my life and I wanna be led by God. If that's true, then what's your next step? What is it that God is asking you to do? Like what is the, listen, you don't have to know the whole way, just what's the next thing that God is asking you to do? Maybe it's to get baptised. Maybe it's to come get prayer. Maybe it's to join a team. Maybe it's to start that small group. Maybe it's to begin to be bolder with your faith. Maybe it's to give up that thing or get rid of that thing or enter into that thing or move to this place. Whatever it is, I wanna encourage you, just be obedient to the leading of the Lord because He leads us in right paths for His glory. And maybe perhaps some of you today, you're here and God is leading you to come back to Him today, to come to know Him. In a few moments time, I'm gonna hand back to your lead pastor in your campus. And they're gonna lead you in a moment where if you're here today and you're not right with God, but God is leading you to Himself, they're gonna give you an opportunity to pray a prayer and invite Jesus to come and be the Lord of your life. And I wanna encourage you to follow that leading. But before I hand over to them, I'd love to pray for us, church. Let's bow our heads wherever we are. Whatever campus we're in, let's just take a moment before the Lord. Father, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You that, Lord, You are our shepherd. We shall want for nothing. You make us to lie down in green pastures. You lead us beside still waters and You restore our soul. And Lord, You lead us along right paths for Your glory, for Your namesake. And so, Lord, help us as a church to be led by You. We submit to Your Word that Your Word would be the lamp to our feet and the light to our path, that it would show us the way to go. And, Lord, I pray that You'd help us not to try and bring the Word in line with our lives, but, Lord, that we would bring our lives in line with Your Word. I pray that we would be a people that are connected to one another, that we would see the path and plan you have for us outworked in the context of this thing called community. And we'll get greater clarity as we build our connection. And Lord, I pray that we would be a people who listen to the voice of your Holy Spirit every single day and follow your leading wherever it may take us. We thank you, Lord, that your path is right and it is good. Help us not to be led by anything else, not hunger, not popular opinion, not the opinions of others, Lord, but led by you. And I pray that we would be the church that is led wholeheartedly by the Lord. I thank you for these people. I bless them now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God bless you, church.